you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're reading three verses, 23 through 26. I was noticing uh, the simple joys, I guess, of, of life. Um, we were singing, he's a pain taker, he's a way maker uh, song, and uh, I not- looked down at Clara and Here's Clara, has got a little baby doll in one hand and a Nutri-Grain bar in the other hand. And, and she's dancing. And we got to the chorus, he's a change maker. And she lifts that little hand up with a Nutri-Grain bar in it, eating a little bit, raising her other hand with a baby doll in it while she's chewing it, and singing change maker. And I thought to myself, you know, isn't that neat? Because that child, in her own ability, in her own way, with all the things that she has in life, she's juggling her interest, but at the same time, she's praising God. Now let that sink in just a minute. Isn't that a great lesson for us as adults to learn? That in our absorbedness of life, instead of being absorbed in it, we're we're absorbed and, and, and absolutely consumed by the things that we seem to be wrestling with. or think that, that she, as a little child, can st- not be so absorbed that she can still praise the Lord, even in all her things that interest her most. And I guarantee you, Nutri-Grain bars and dolls interest her most. I don't know if you'll get... That's a, hey, listen, if you're watching at home, that's a simple truth has profound impact in your life if you could grasp it. It'll set you free, just like that song says. Don't get so caught up in your world that you can't praise the Lord in the midst of it, in the middle of it. Yeah, that's a free sermon. didn't cost you a thing. But uh, I just thought it was neat how these little children can teach us great lessons. You know, Jesus said, Forbid not the little children to come unto me. And he says that you can't know the Father unless you come to him like a child. Like a child. Wow. I think they can teach us a lot of things. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 says this. For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Say remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Say remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And everybody said, Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Open our hearts and minds in the simple truth today, remembering the importance of remembering, especially in these unchartered circumstances we find ourselves in. We pray this now in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Three questions I want to ask you this morning are. Maybe statements or proclamations, whichever is applies to you in, in your life. 
We're doing this series called Uncharted, and we are in the most uncharted territory that I've ever been in my life, okay? Probably more scary than anything I've ever been in my life. And understand that I was raised in the sticks of Tennessee, never went anywhere. I was like Rick or Bubba, you know, never had nothing, can't ever have nothing to her. You know, I, I never was exposed to anything. And I went in the U.S. Army, United States Army, and my world changed just like that. And I was scared to death. And as scared as I was then, I don't believe that I could be any more scared than I am now. What am I scared of? Well, I'm scared of a lot of things because I'm human. And then I have to remind myself and I have to tell myself that I'm to fear not, for I'm a child of God. But yet fear waits around every corner, it waits around every crack and, and, and nook in our lives, and it wants to seize us, to paralyze us. And help us focus on the wrong things. Have you ever been focused on the wrong things? <laughs> I have. I've been focused on the wrong things. I'm not like this young lady right here, but I've been focused what was in my hands. I've been focused on the baby doll. I've been focused on the Nutri-Grain bar. I've been focused on my career. I've been focused on my, my family. I've been focused on this. I've been focused on that. And I, I've been trying to fix everything. Make sure that everything was like it's supposed to be. And, 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 some, and when you try to fix and you think you, you are a fixer, it, it, it kind of hurts in the fact that when you realize you can't fix anything. Did you know that? You just can't. And, and, and sometimes for me it's unchartered because, you know, there are some things that I've been able to fix. Some things that I prayed and God has given me wisdom, discernment. I've spoken into people's lives and they've taken correction. They were able to change and, and they were uh, able to make some course corrections and, and it helped fix them. And sometimes I let that come in and say, hmm, I'm pretty wise. I'm pretty good at this. I know y'all have never done this, so I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Okay. I, you know, I'm a pretty strong daddy because I told my child something that happened exactly like I said. I'm pretty smart, you know. I, I've got most of the answers until they come to you and you tell them something and it was the worst piece of advice you ever could give anybody. Have you ever done that? Give them bad advice? <laughs> I have. I have. And what it does is, is when you have success, it gives you confidence. When you have failure or perceived failure, it brings and it produces fear. But it's all manufactured when we fail to remember who we are and whose we are. What happens is, is when we experience this, is because we're experiencing this in our own ability. We're experiencing this because we believe that this is derived and authored from our origin instead of an outside or unknown origin or even a known origin that may be the power of God, the discernment of God. How many times do we call up, get caught up and not even consult God when there's a looming question at hand and we want to lean on our own understanding and our own power in our own authority, in our own ability. Even in the small things, we say, God, I got this. I don't need you right now. I'll just, I'll just call you when I need you type thing. It's, it's true. But the fact of the matter is we're in a place now that we're kind of having to lean on him a little bit because we've never been where we are today. 
in so many ways. Fear is trying to creep in on in every corner, and, and it's time for us to start understanding that we have to navigate this, and the only way we can navigate this is with the wisdom and with the guidance of God and the Holy Spirit through the strength of Jesus Christ. We chart new ways by remembering where we've been. We chart new ways by remembering where we've been. Now, here's an issue, uh, understanding. A lot of times, uh, I'm failing to chart new ways because I think it's, number one, it's unnecessary, or number two, I don't have a full grasp of the position that I'm at. And then when I start charting new ways, and sometimes the course is off or sometimes it's not the right one because I fail to remember where I've come from. Understand that. Let me back up and preface what I'm all about to, about to say. This is an important thing. We're going to have communion. But every time that we talk about communion, it's always about remembering what Jesus did. It's about remembering. It's not about what we're doing in the future. It's about remembering what he did. It's not about what's going on right now in the present. It's about remembering what he did. Everything is about remembering what Jesus did. So remembering, I believe, just by the acts of God, just by his confession and his instruction to us, especially through the sacrament of communion, I think remembering is a powerful, powerful thing. And sometimes we fail to remember the lessons that God has taught us from the past. Prime example, we get saved. We ask Jesus to come in our life. And then we start a process of learning and then a process of sanctification, separating ourselves from the world as far as the thought process and understanding. It's not separating ourselves and going into isolation. A lot of people think that just talking about a physical separation where you cocoon yourself, go to a monastery somewhere and make a cocoon for yourself. No, Jesus said go out into the world and make disciples. That's what he said. Okay, so when we talk about sanctification, it's setting aside, it's talking about a thought process, a heart process. It's talking about a process in which we make decisions and how we act in accordance with that. Not in a physical isolation of drawing away, but in a, a mental and a physical action aspect of how we think about things and how we see things and how we make decisions about things. But I remember, and, 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 and I've seen people a lot of times, and I've been guilty of this before too, where I've been saved, I was a sinner saved by grace. How many of you are sinners saved by grace? If you're saved, every one of you are. No, so, you know, I was a sinner saved by grace, and then I get saved, and all of a sudden I start applying the principles and the characters of God, the characteristics of God, and I see His blessings in my life. I see the decision and the wisdom process coming in my life, and all of a sudden I'm looking back at other sinners that were there right where I was, and I have an indignation toward them. I look at them and going, man, what is wrong with them? And I know you have too, because it's human nature. It's kind of like a fellow one time told me he was really overweight, and he lost about 150 pounds, and he became a fitness guru. And he says, I struggled for a long time before he became a fitness guru, because he said, I would look at people that were overweight, and I would judge them and condemn them, because that's once what I was, and I hated it. But I 
deflected my hate for the situation to the people that was in the situation. And that's the reason I became a guru, because I wanted to help them get to where I was. I thought that was pretty good in a lot of different ways. Because you see, by remembering where we were, remembering we were sinners saved by grace, it helps us to have empathy and compassion upon them because, see, God didn't love us after we got saved. God loved us while we were yet still sinners. He sent his son and died for us. So if you're waiting to love somebody until they get to a point that's worthy of your love, you're not acting and remembering like Christ. You're remembering and processing in your own mind, in your own thought process. So remembering helps us to charter. It helps us to charter new ways as we remember where we've been. The second thing, we experience new hope when we remember God's fulfilled promises. We experience new hope. <laughs> a prime example I've already given you this morning, prime example of that is last Sunday I came in and we only had a handful of people here and I said, we're going to can this service if we don't have more people to start coming. And Martha reminded me, made me remember where we've been she helped me remember that there's hope. A lot of times we give up on stuff because we lose hope in it. We need hope. We're people that needs hope. Have you ever tried to keep on doing stuff that you felt like there was no hope in you doing? Matter of fact, if you, try, you challenge a kid, you know, <clears throat> I used to coach a little bit, and, and I would coach a kid, and, and they would come in, and they were trying to shoot a layup and develop and try to shoot a layup or a foul shot or, or get positioning for rebound and stuff, and they just couldn't get it. It didn't make sense to them. The timing was off. They didn't get the coordination right. I said, just keep on going. Just practice, practice, practice. I said, it will come. It will come. And they said, oh, there's no hope. And they just walk off the court. And they quit. Why do most people quit things that they do? They quit not because of course correction and they need to do a better thing. They quit because they lose hope. We need to remember that we serve a God of hope. We need to remember that through all things and in, in all things there's always hope because Jesus is present. He is our hope. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our confidant. He is our provision. He is our healer. He is everything to us. And as long as He's with us, we have hope because He is hope. All things are subject to Him. All things can change with his word. Do you remember the sea when it was billowing and the storms were overtaking the disciples and Jesus was asleep? They woke him up and he said, what? Okay. Shh. And the winds calmed and the sea settled. You see, Jesus can change circumstances. Shh. It's just an action or a deed. He's the hope in which we possess. So don't lose hope. Remember Hope, so we can keep on doing the things that God has called us to do and not give up and quit. 
Throw in the towel. The last thing I want to talk a little bit about is we lead. We chart new ways by remembering where we've been. We experience new hope when we remember fulfilled promises of the past. And the third thing is we lead in new directions by remembering current discoveries. <laughs> this is a big thing. <clears throat> I... I used to give my father some presents, you know. I'd give him a new belt, a new pair of shoes, something like that. And you know what he'd do? He'd say, much obliged. Appreciate it. And he'd go put it in the shelf in his closet. And he'd keep wearing that stinking old belt. It had cracks in it and stuff like that. And I said, Dad, I just gave you a brand new belt. Why aren't you wearing that belt? He says, because this one hold my britches up. He wasn't wearing new things. And you know what? I'm getting just like him. I got three brand new pair of shoes in my closet. And the other ones I wear on the weekdays and stuff scuffed and all stuff. But they feel good on my feet. I, I like them, you know. How many times do we take things that are given to us in life? Things that we receive, like gifts. But we fail to make the change to apply the gift into our life. How many times have we learned lessons in our life? Lessons that we did not know, that we did not understand. And then we gain that and we go, hmm, but we keep on doing the same failed things, even in the illumination of the new discovery or the lesson learned. How many times do we do that? We grow as we remember where we come from. We grow as we remember that we have hope. And we also grow as we remember that when we learn things, we're to apply them, not to file them. Are, are y'all listening to me at all? I know we're few in number, but an amen every now and then helps this old preacher out pretty much. Okay? Let's me know you're getting it, all right? We have to apply the new things that we learn in our life. How to love a brother. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, I have not always been this nice and congenial in my life. I've not always been this lovable person that you see in front of you. This man right here, we had a conversation one time. He taught me a great lesson because it's the truth. We were out in this, we were building this building. We were out in the parking lot right here. And he was telling me about something that he was doing. And he goes, Steve, I'm going to tell you. There's days when Jesus shows up and it's wonderful. And there's days that Jerry shows up. And when Jerry shows up, it's bad. And that is so true. And I've used that line so many times because it's so true in my life. There's days when Jesus is just Jesus in my life. And wow, it's amazing. And there's some days it's Steve. And when Steve shows up, whoo, there's ignorance galore. <laughs> hey, I didn't ask you to say amen to that. <laughs> when Steve shows up, there's a lot of work that's really revealed that needs to be done in this old clay flesh. Okay, a lot of stuff. But when Jesus shows up, it changes the game. 
But Jesus does not let us off the hook by just saying, you've got to depend totally on me and let me do it. He calls us. He calls us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Are you listening to me? So if we neglect the lessons, if we neglect what we've learned and don't apply them, if we file it on the shelf, if we store it up for a better day, we keep using the same cracked holy belt just because it holds our britches up, just because it gets us through, we're going to miss the newness and the freshness of God. We're going to miss the, the, the presentation and the love, the, the grace and the mercy that God wants to show others. We're going to miss what God wants to do in us and through us for the community and for the world. For the world. So, listen, we come to this table to remember because in remembering there's power, in remembering there's transformation, in remembering there's hope, in remembering it brings us to a better place, a place that's closer to God. So you think it's important to remember? Oh, listen, listen, I think it's one of the most important things that we do is to remember Remember whose we are. Remember who we serve. Remember what he can do. And remember what he's already done. And remember what he's called us to be, do, see, say, act in this world. I guarantee you, if that becomes a reality in our lives, we start changing this little place called Cross Key in the Elkmont area and the Owens area, and then it goes in the Athens area and Limestone County area, and all of a sudden it's in the state of Alabama. All of a sudden it's in the world. And if anybody needs to remember about hope and anybody needs to remember about heritage and tradition and what God has for us today, it's this world. It's this world. Thanks for watching. We would love for you to connect with us online. On our website, you will find up-to-date information about everything happening around here. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please, download our free app on your smartphone or tablet. We are so glad you're here today. We hope you feel at home, and we hope you enjoy your friendship experience.